Um, maybe. Was that too real? I mean, maybe. It's just like, I don't know. It's supposed to be fun, right? Like, if I'm just sleeping with the person. Yeah. Episode 2.5. <laughs> Sponsored by Boredom. Truly. Okay. What are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about Sex in the City. We're going to talk about CoStar, which should also lead us to talking about signs that we will not date. So in our last episode, we were talking about Sex in the City. And I think that when talking about Sex in the City, we cannot ignore this game that is going around the social meds called Fuck, Mary Kill. And there is Aiden, Mr. Big, and Steve, who are all kind of like reoccurring male characters in Sex in the City. If you haven't seen it, I'm sorry, I can't help you. You've definitely been living under a rock. But uh, just a little quick update on who they are. Steve is this like very nerdy bartender guy. Um, Aiden is very like rustic and macho and he's like a furniture builder. And then Mr. Big is the like, typical New York City like wine and dine financier so when I do fuck Mary kill with those three I would marry Steve because I feel like he's like the most authentic out of all those guys and I just would need someone who can kind of keep up with me and I'm definitely a Miranda and then I would fuck Aiden because he's just so sweet and like I know that he wouldn't break my heart if we just had sex one time And then I would have to kill Mr. Big because he is my type of man. And that type is emotional terrorist. So I'm just not even going to get myself mixed up in that situation because I know myself too well at this point. Okay, follow up. So if you're going to only sleep with Aiden once, it should be fine. No strings attached whatsoever. So why are you worried about him breaking your heart? Because, you know, if I sleep with a man once, I'm automatically in love with them. I was drinking water. Um, <laughs> that was not prepared, viewers. Um, was, and, I, like, I just feel like he would be more, like, sensual, and Mr. Big would be more, like, raw. And you know that I can't handle that. I thought You know that I can't handle that level of passion and not fall in love. I mean, honestly, when you said, look, I, I imagined something was going to come out of that, but I didn't realize you were going to say, I fall in love immediately. <laughs> Um, that's funny. Is that going to be passionate? Like, with Aiden, you know, like... Oh, my God, yeah. He's just going to, like, sit there and, like, he'll kiss every... Like, he'll kiss your eyes. And then he'll kiss your cheeks. Then he'll kiss your lips. And then he'll... Yes, he'll be so sensual and intimate. And he'll cuddle He'll cuddle you after. And that's that's what I would want. And then I'd be like, oh, my God, I can't do this again. But then if he's a jerk to me, I'll be like, no, this man should want me. So it's really my oh. own. I'm in therapy for this. It's okay. 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 That makes sense. Um, do you want to elaborate on who, like, to what extent you're Miranda and to what extent you're another character potentially? Yeah. So I think that I am a Samantha Miranda mix. Definitely Miranda dominant. I, back, back in the day, I'm a whopping 27 years old. I, I had some fun. I had a good time. I'm an attractive woman who men have had interest in. 
Uh, and I definitely like to play some games. I definitely, back in the day, I used to play games, not anymore. Um, and I think that there is kind of this uh, prowess that I have uh, for intimacy and men and things. And then I'm definitely a Miranda because I play it off cool and I try to be very nonchalant about my relationships and emotions but deep down like I want someone who's gonna care about me um so I think in the beginning I can definitely be a Samantha but then when it comes to my career and being super career focused and uh wanting to have a kid and wanting to have like a like family and have someone there for me I definitely think that I have those Miranda tendencies I have a question Mm -hmm. um do you think you're picking Steve because that's what Miranda picked and you're actually more of an Aiden person deep down, but you're trying to suppress that like a Miranda would? No, I don't think I'm an Aiden person simply because he would be too much all the time. Like he just was so perfect all the time in the show and I would get irritated with that. Like I need someone who's going to like, fuck up and push back on me and I feel like Aiden would be like oh my god like you're amazing your career is incredible like you're doing such a good job like and so it just feels very like it it would feel too forced to just be that level of happy all the time Hmm. okay all right what are your thoughts Let's see. I would definitely marry Steve and I would probably sleep with Mr. Big and I would definitely kill um Aiden because Aiden is just extraordinarily wholesome and earnest and I really don't like I don't want that in my life and then I don't know like if I'm gonna sleep with Mr. Big I feel like it'd be fun like keeping things do you think it's because he has the same level of like emotional pushback that you do with intimacy oh my god (laughs) lol I talk like someone I who has done anything casual in her life and that is just not <laughs> the case um and then I would marry Steve because I feel like he's the right blend ah I see it so then who do you think you are in Sex in the City like which characters I think I'm Miranda and I think we talked about this before but I think I'm mm-hmm. Tony like Anthony um Charlotte's best gay friend and that makes a very toxic, very, like, grim combination, I realize. But at least I know myself. So that's always a plus. Yeah. Self-awareness is key. I'm working I on definitely that. see the, like, energy that you bring from Anthony. And then I also see the, like, Miranda work ethic. Also, I love that you picked, like, not a main character. Because I feel like most people do, including myself. I said I was two main characters. Like, you look at Carrie, she is, and back in the day, we were just fascinated by this idea of, like, wearing Louboutins and, like, no. just having martinis for lunch. And the more we grow up, grew up, we were like, oh, this is actually very self-sabotaging and extremely unhealthy. Yes, Carrie is a mess, and I also, like, would not want to be friends with her because she seems like an awful friend. I agree. Like, Another part of me is, though, like, what she, what I appreciate about her is that she knew what she wanted and she went after it. And, for example, mm-hmm. a lot of women, 
you know, our generation are like, we have this pressure to pursue things that we don't necessarily want or need, but there's a societal pressure, like having kids. Um, hats off to her for being like, yeah, I'm not going to have kids. I'm cool with that. Or one thing that I really also love about her is how fiscally irresponsible she is because that makes me feel good about myself yeah she would not have been able to spend that type of money if she was not in a rent controlled apartment and i think too like they're also baby boomers in the show technically like if we're going based on like their ages and stuff so and being a baby boomer in New York City when they moved there in, like, the 80s, because I've also watched The Carrie Diaries, which is not at all accurate to the actual show. Oh, okay. Um, but it does give, like, a little bit of feedback, which is interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I will say, I cannot believe, and this goes for Gilmore Girls, Girls as well, um, mm-hmm. it took a whole generation for us to realize the flaws in the TV show's that we admire so much yes um i think that there's this idea that like oh my god like these women are flawed and quirky like us but like everyone still loves them but then like when we're weird and flawed and quirky people are like are you in therapy or do you have a drinking problem (laughs) and we're like both (laughs) yeah truly um, but Ugh. so the real, so I think that's why girls, the TV show, which is the antidote to sex in the city, that's why it was mm-hmm. such a hit because it was just all out there. Think yeah. I think that TV show was aired after the second wave feminism hit or like, Oh, feminism, it was, it was started it? in the nineties. Right. Like feminism. It was like 1998. Psyche. Yeah, yeah, Feminine Mystique was written in the 60s. And 30 short yep. years after that, we're talking about... Oh, sex. yeah. Like, talking about... Brazilians, yeah. anal sex, like... Yeah. Or, like, women's needs in general. How we... Because we, when you look at these women, when you think about it, none of them are, depending on their significant others or other people, for that matter. They are for pillared women who rely on each other if anything so that kind of feminine union I feel like kind of brought a whole new perspective to womanhood so totally it definitely fails that test though like what's that test where it's like there's four things that women can't talk about the breath hold on the tv show test women Oh, the Bechdel test, where it's like two women have to talk to each other about something other than a man, um, and it requires that two women must be named uh, and as well. And so I feel like it definitely like fails that test. But I think that there's also this idea of like that's what most women are talking about that I know at least. But also too, it's like, are we conditioned to talk about men or like? I think that stigma, I'm sure some people struggle with that, finding topics to talk about that are other than, like, significant others. But it also is kind of a litmus test to the friendship, too, I think. Mm -hmm. That's real. Yeah. And also, too, I think that there's this idea that, like, people move to New York City for love, which they tried to talk about in 
one of the shows because or one of the movies with Jennifer Hudson and this idea of like oh I moved from like St. Louis to like find love in New York it's kind of funny I when I was there my roommate she met someone at the subway station um and they start talking they don't these people don't know each other they start talking turns out first of all my my roommate was from uh paris Mm -hmm. the guy she's talking to is french turns out they have mutual friends they start dating and i thought it was the cutest thing in the world yeah i mean so oh my god whoever is listening to this if you want like heartwarming stories uh go on craigslist uh misconnections for new york i love love those I love those posts Mm. actually you know what I'm not the right person to talk about this because I love New York especially Queens and Brookings not Brookings (laughs) Brooklyn area with all my heart so yeah yeah which part that's real oh damn I love that I just just like how serendipitous it was meeting someone and like really this does feed into the idea of sex in the city though like that really is what New York is for so many people and I think obviously like media is created to sell a certain image but okay this might be a controversial opinion but like I also think that there are more traditionally beautiful women for media that they could have picked besides Sarah Jessica Parker And I think picking Sarah Jessica Parker for the lead role that men fawn over was a really amazing choice because I think a lot of what, like, of course, she's super skinny and, like, has a banging body. But I think, like, she's not this idea of, like, traditional beauty and her clothing was not, like, traditionally gorgeous. Like, it was very, like, avant-garde, if you will. And I don't know. I really liked that because I felt like I could relate to Sarah Jessica Parker in that sense. It's like, I don't feel like I'm like traditionally beautiful, but I, I also don't think I'm ugly. I, I like that show for that reason too. Everyone had their yes. own slot. Yeah. Like each of the women was very unique. I think that like they, someone should be paying <laughs> us for these incredible yeah. commentaries. on The first film. episode, we kind of ripped apart books more, but that's okay. I don't know. That's for other people to listen to. Um, also, per what I said earlier in the conversation, can we now pivot to talk about CoStar, which has been like today, my horoscope like daily moment was give yourself permission to admit that you are a robot. I think way too much to ever be considered a robot. I, yes, I agree. Like my brain moves a million miles a second today i think you had read it a bit earlier yeah well i figured it out two days ago it was Mm. you can justly banish others as you please in fact you might even enjoy it and yesterday's was you cannot survive without each other Uh, yeah that's true so that takes on many meanings and we're both quarantining alone so yeah mine has been talking about um like relationships and that I owe it to someone you broke up there 
Um, I was saying that uh, my that I need to be more open to affection and tenderness and letting someone in. So I'm quarantining by myself. So that's not going to happen. We're probably going to be stuck in here until August. That's not true. That's no, that part is true. If not, like next year, because I was looking at the reports and definitely they did definitely look grim. To Yay. Me, um, but at the same time, I think you've had outside connections. Yes, maybe they're not in person, but you've had some. You've had some attention. I have had some attention coming my way. And I also have to move out of Boston in August because I didn't renew my lease. So uh, so I'm going to be moving back in with my family. Oh, but as a background for grad school. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to grad school full time back in my hometown. Yes. Take one for the team. Please educate yourself further because I'm too much of a coward to just quit my job and pursue my oh my god no it's (laughs) it's stupid I basically was just like I need to pivot careers like I need to do this and then I was just like I'm gonna apply to grad school and I did it so yeah I also though going back to astrology and graduate school I um applied around when mercury was retrograde like so I did not submit or accept a decision until mercury was out of retrograde because you're not supposed to make any decisions then and also my saturn return is happening which usually happens in like your 27th year so i am also trying to just recognize that there's lots of change happening around me and i'm supposed to just be harnessing that change so what does Saturn mean? Can you yeah. put this in So terms? Saturn is a planet and basically <laughs> it is when Saturn is back in the sky in the same position where you were when you were born. And a lot of the planets like uh, Pluto, Uranus, uh, Saturn sit in the same position for a long time because they're slow moving planets. So for the next like two, three years, Saturn is going to be in the same place uh, in the sky that it was when I was born. Um, and so in another 27 years, it'll be in that same place again, but it's very slow moving. And right now is when a lot of change usually happens. It's usually when people have children and get married and like go back to school or change careers. So it's a pretty big time. Oh God. I wonder what that means for me. Yeah. Cause you're, you're probably experiencing your Saturn return soon though, too. Yeah, I turned 27 December 31st, mm-hmm. which is going to be, oh man, that ugh, that just irks me. Okay. I mean, uh, honey, I'm going to be 28, so yeah, this is not like, where we thought we were going to be. No, I know, but you're at least fulfilling your destiny in terms of like Saturn. Um, I wonder what's headed my way. Ooh. It's that anticipation breaking me out. Yeah, we're both Capricorns, and I'm a Sagittarius moon and a Capricorn rising, so change and I do not go over well. Yeah, I don't know. What am I? I'm I'm a Sun Capricorn. It it has a moon sign next to Leo, so I'm assuming my moon is Leo, mm-hmm. and then there's a there's an arrow showing upwards, so that's my rising Taurus. Ooh. We're in Taurus season now. Uh, how does that affect me? 
I mean, if you're rising as Taurus, then you're just probably going to be doing like, so your rising is usually how people perceive you. Um, uh. So, but Taurus is also an earth sign. So it's very grounded. Um, but a lot of the grounding is kind of not, hmm, not naive, but because it's like earlier in the astrological calendar, like there's still a lot to be learned in that time so right now it's gonna also just be like a learning time for you like your your foundation is there but there's just gonna be a lot of um a lot of changes I would say we should do a tarot reading sometime on here oh god what could go wrong I mean last time we did a tarot reading it was amazing you say that you say that it was terrible I hated it it was just me getting called out one card after another I mean I loved it though you know? I know you did. I know you did. By the way, I didn't realize on the right low corner, uh, right bottom corner of uh, the CoStar app, mm-hmm. there's this little plant that grows like throughout the day, I think. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? The flower? Yeah. I see it underneath like everything. Yeah. I did not realize that. So that grows throughout the day, I think, because when I looked at it this morning, I thought that was a stain. And I, th- or I, I was like, it, oh. it, it won't go away. So I think I broke my phone. I thought I cracked my phone. Oh my God. No, that's bad. Oh my goodness. That's my relationship. That's my relationship with CoStar app. Yeah. I mean, the CoStar app is, whew, it is something. What is your what what is under pressure for you today? Uh, why'd you gotta bring that up? <laughs> I have pressure in routine, thinking and creativity, and sex and love. Okay. For sex and love, it says it's complicated. You typically defend your needs with intense feeling. Right now, you may feel more tender, making it a critical time to channel energy into your process of self-discovery. If you were to write a letter to a version of yourself who is struggling, what kind of language would you use? What would the tone be? Interesting. What would it be? I mean, spoiler. Yeah, I think that I've learned a lot about myself over the past couple years. And I've been in some like pretty rough relationships. And the last person I dated ghosted me. Um, And now I'm talking to someone during quarantine who I've known for like seven years now. Uh, He's a bit older than me, but we've been like friendly and gone out like with groups of friends forever now. And it's interesting because I I find myself a being like, we're not together. So you can't put any expectations on him. Like we're just talking. It's quarantine. I have no idea when I'm actually going to be able to physically see him. And B, there's also this idea of like, I don't know, like, why are you, why is someone talking to me during quarantine? Like, what do they want from me? Um, but sometimes I guess people can just like click and like each other. So I guess for writing a letter to my old self, I would simply say like, trust in who you are and be proud of who you are. And that will attract people and you don't need to pretend to be something you're not or compromise your values or compromise your boundaries. Would you say that to, like, when did we meet? Six years ago? Would you say that to the person who was you six years ago? Or would you say that to the person, like, two years ago? Oh, I think that both two years ago me and six ago year me needed that. But I think six year ago me was just even at a point where I was just like, 
I should have literally just been like, hey, girl, maybe you should, like, take some time and be single. I, that is the conversation I would have with her. Interesting. Okay. What conversation would you have with yourself when we met in Amsterdam? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Do you remember who I was back then? Yeah. Um, by the way, my um, co-star says it has been this way for a while now. Everything is under power. So routine, thinking and creative creativity, like self, social life, spirituality, everything except for love. <laughs> That's under pressure. Yikes. As always. And I didn't realize you can click on them. Yeah. And I clicked on love and it says similar to Jessica Avery today. Hey, Capricorn problems. Yes. Or personality problems? Question mark. Um, we are the same person. My mom says it all the time. That is true. That is not a lie. Um, I would, what would I say to my myself six years ago I would say you have so much ahead of you you have no idea like Mm. you're in for a ride I remember what I had in mind back then in terms of my life moving forward how I would move to Grand Rapids Michigan Mm. so I think I don't know I would just say never settle that would be my thing Ooh, I like that I feel like we should end the podcast on this like this is some like heavy stuff for our listeners to sit with we started with sex in the city we ended with astrology and like what we would tell ourselves when we were like six years ago oh now i need a drink and on that note next week we'll talk about i don't know who knows this is just gonna like devolve into like what can we keep discussing after like December 2020 because we're still stuck in quarantine? I think come November, we will have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Oh my God. LOL. Remember that time that there was an election? Yeah. I'm just not okay with this cycle at all. Not one bit. I hate how much we caved as Democrats, as liberals, and we definitely betrayed our own values and we hold near and dear to our hearts and now we're back to square one just two straight old white men but did you know that joe biden knows obama okay i'm gonna end it there i can't do this anymore (laughs) i love you love you too bye yikes i mean we're also in the middle of